This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Tuesday, July 26th, brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. Good morning. I'm Jeff Kelly. Here's today's headlines. Odessa prepares for shipments. Tournament system addressed in Department of Justice settlement and IPEF leaders to negotiate at ministerial summit. Odessa makes preparations to resume grain exports. Odessa, Ukraine port officials are making preparations to resume grain exports despite uncertainty over the survival of a deal struck Friday with Turkey, Russia, and the United Nations to allow a resumption of trade. That according to the firm UK Agriculture. Russian missiles struck Odessa on Saturday, provoking fear that the deal could be scuttled. We continue the technical preparation for the launch of export of agriculture products from our ports, said Ukrainian Minister of Infrastructure Oleksandr Kuberkov. Department of Justice settlement with poultry companies could spell trouble for tournament system. Advocacy groups cheering the Justice Department's announcement of settlements that, in addition to making nearly $85 million available to poultry processing workers, could make it easier for USDA to make changes to the way companies pay growers. The department issued a proposal in May addressing the tournament system used in the industry, seeking to stop unfair, deceptive, discriminatory, and anti-competitive practices in the meat and poultry industry. Yesterday, the Department of Justice released consent decrees with Cargill Meat Solutions, Wayne Farms, and Sanderson Farms as a part of a review of Cargill and Continental Grains' purchase of the two poultry companies, which will become Wayne Sanderson Farms. These stipulations effectively prohibit Cargill Continental's use of the abusive tournament system in which contract poultry farmers compete with each other for a price they will be paid for raising poultry, Farm Action said. Its president, Joel Maxwell, told AgriPulse he thinks we'll actually see Cargill and Continental be more willing to accept or at least not oppose these other reforms to the Packers and Stockyards Act. In a statement in which it did not admit wrongdoing, Cargill said it has committed to stronger grower support, including longer contracts, true base pay, assisting with access to capital to enhance their operations, and profit-sharing program for growers and employees, a first of its kind. IPEF leaders to negotiate at ministerial summit. U.S. Trade Representative Catherine Tai and Commerce Secretary Gina Raimondo will meet virtually today with leaders of the other 13 Indo-Pacific Economic Framework nations for ministerial-level negotiations. The potential multilateral pact will be popular with farm groups if the U.S. can get substantial agreements to lift non-tariff barriers. The effort has faced significant criticism because it will not contain traditional market access deals to reduce tariffs. The virtual meeting will be closed to the public and media, prompting complaints from Arthur Stamulus, Executive Director of the Trade Justice Education Fund. For IPEF to achieve its goal of creating new trade model that benefits working people across the region, it cannot be created in a closed-door process that gives hundreds of corporate advisors privileged access to negotiators and a draft text while shutting out most of civil society and the public, he said. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak 
after this. Daybreak is sponsored by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative, the third largest dairy co-op in the country. Edge is a powerful advocate of Washington for farmers throughout the upper Midwest. Among Edge's top priorities is milk pricing reform. Over its long history, the federal order system has aimed to serve farmers by ensuring the orderly marketing of fluid milk. But changing production and consumption patterns are rendering the system ineffective. Edge envisions changes that create flexibility, promote fairness, and strengthen the relationship between farmers and processors. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. Young, beginning farmers receive focus at Farm Bill Listening Session. Representatives from several Minnesota farm groups urged the House Ag Committee yesterday to update its programs to raise the limits for Farm Service Agency guaranteed and direct farm loans for younger and beginning farmers. The speaker cited raising land prices, high input costs, as significant barriers to beginning farmers, urging the committee members to raise loan rates and take a closer look at how these programs are operating. The price per acre in this country and this district is such that it's very cost prohibitive for someone to get into farming, Representative Angie Craig told AgriPulse after the hearing. So I think we have to take a look at how we can support that transition. Now take note, commodity group representatives at the event also repeated a familiar message about crop insurance, do no harm. Several groups, including the Minnesota Corn Growers Association, did call for increasing reference prices in commodity programs. There is more. Dairy producers also call for the committee to carry the updated supplemental dairy margin coverage program into the next farm bill since it has seen changes since that formula was first created in 2014. Food prices to rise in 2023, but not as much as they did in 22, ERS projects. Food inflation should ease next year, USDA's Economic Research Service said in an outlook updated yesterday. After an expected rise of between 10 to 11 percent in 2022, food at home or grocery prices are projected to rise between 2 and 3 percent in 2023. The price of food at restaurants is expected to increase 65 to 7.5% this year and another 3 to 4% next year. The outlook noted the steady rise in food prices over the past year. The Food at Home Consumer Price Index increased 1% from May to June and was 12.2% higher than June 21. And the Food Away from Home CPI rose 9 tenths percent in June and was 7.7% higher than June of 2021. Oakland Port back in operation after trucker protest. The Port of Oakland is back up and running after several days of being shut down by truckers protesting California's new gig worker law, AB5. The Port of Oakland has resumed full operation, said Port Executive Director Danny Wan. We appreciate the independent truck driver's use of the designated free speech zones, and we thank the local law enforcement for their continued assistance. The truckers have been heard, and now we urge them to voice their grievances with lawmakers, not the Port of Oakland, Wan said. Truckers in the state are worried about the impact of the law, which they say would make it much more difficult to operate their own business. Here's today's She Said It. We've got to address it. 
how we get that in the right place. I think there's more questions and answers right now, but we're going to have to come up with some answers in the 23 Farm Bill. That Representative Sherry Bustos, the Illinois Democrat, when asked by AgriPulse about how initiatives to curb climate change should factor into the Farm Bill. A Minnesota producer had urged the House Ag Committee yesterday to maintain separation between crop insurance and climate initiatives in the next Farm Bill. Well, that's Daybreak for this Tuesday, July 26th, brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Nally.